And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood, and welcome to the new Like a Boss podcast. Well, I'm super excited to have someone on the call today that uh, we just, we've known each other a long time, but we didn't know each other a long time. We've been <laughs> running in the same circles, um, and we just officially met. So many of y'all know, maybe not know if you've not listened to for a long time, is that I got in this industry by doing speaking industry, sort of traveling the country, doing speaking in 2001, learning the art and science of how to speak from stage, how to sell from stage. Done over 450 events like that, as well as I was a promoter for other speakers that were mm. traveling the country doing that as well. So I think it's kind of cool that I'm introducing to you somebody who still does that today and helps other people on different kinds of stages, um, speak to sell as well as pay to play kind of thing. But I want, to know, want you to know that this is really about how to get more clients. How can you get more clients easily and faster as much as possible? And so I'm going to very much, uh, very much excited to introduce you to Pete Vargas. Are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. So I'll just, uh, you got a real long bio. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to kind of throw out a couple things, right? So he's obviously an entrepreneur that helps people grow their businesses and spread their message through stages. He's the founder and CEO of Advance Your Reach, which is an organization of shared mission of impacting a billion people across seven spheres of influence. And since 2003, he and his team have booked over 25,000 stages worldwide. All right, there's all kinds of things we're going to talk about, signature talk, keynotes talk. Um, I work with a lot of speakers, obviously, speakers, authors, and coaches all the time, Pete. And I'm going to probably be throwing out your bio in the interim here of our conversation. It's great. Uh, but let's start at the beginning. So um, let's talk about your, like, how did you get into this business? Yeah, so I was a youth pastor in Hereford, Texas, and I did not want to speak in Hereford, Texas. I had, a, I had, out of college, I had the opportunity to go to the corporate in Dallas, or my pastor said, our youth group is starting to shrink and we need someone to come love on the kids and really just be just a, a voice for them. And so I went to Hereford and I was scared to speak and we can address that later, but I showed up and there were three kids my first Wednesday night. I thought there were going to be dozens of kids and there were only three. And I told those three girls, Jory, Stacy, and Mackenzie, I said, we're going to build this youth group and we're going to build it by bringing in speakers. What they didn't know is because I was scared to speak myself. I had no theology training, no Bible training. I was just going to be the guy that showed up and just really loved on the community and the kids. 
And literally over my four years there, we brought in 25 speakers and we grew that youth group from three kids to 750 kids in a town of 10,000. Wow. And I would tell you the number one way was we brought in entrepreneurs, financial advisors, health and wellness experts, you know, chaplains, Super Bowl MVPs. We brought in over 20 speakers and those speakers would speak and I would see something happen in my kids. Like they would actually buy into what they were saying from the stage. And so I just kept bringing them in. Well, one of the speakers, as I shared with you that I brought in, his daughter was the first girl killed at Columbine. He came in, he spoke just like all of the other speakers. I was excited because he was going to talk about his daughter's six diaries and her paper she wrote for her fifth period English class called My Ethics, My Codes of Life. Her name was Rachel Joy Scott. She was the first girl killed at Columbine. So he was coming to talk about compassion. And I'm sitting on the front row thinking my kids are going to be impacted just like all the other speakers. And he said something at the end of his presentation. He said, there's five people in your life that you love that you need to go tell them how much you love them because you don't know if they'll be here with you tomorrow. And then he said, some of them you're not in good standings with. Well, I hated my mom and I hated my dad, but my dad lived locally. So I brought my dad back to the night event that night. It wasn't as easy as that. I had to like entrepreneur into coming back that night because we weren't in a good relationship still because of the abusive dad that he was. I was 23 just seeking that like reconciliation and forgiveness from him. And that night after my dad heard the presentation and heard Daryl speak to the parents, he said, um, he wrote me a letter and he said, I'm sorry for the father. He didn't even tell me there on the spot. That's a funny part of the story. All the other parents and grandparents were hugging their kids. My dad didn't say a freaking word to me that night. And I was pissed off. I was like, if this didn't do it, nothing's going to make it happen. And I got a letter in the mail two weeks later. It said, I'm sorry for the father I've been. Here, my son is having an impact on the hundreds of kids' lives, and I can't have an impact on my only son's life. I'm asking for a second chance to do things right, and he told me for the first time in over a decade that he loved me. And that was the day where subconsciously I said, what just happened on that stage? I had tried counseling. I had tried church. I had tried everything with him growing up, and now one hour on a stage transformed him his, his like outlook on life. I called that speaker, and as a result, over the last 15 years, we've been responsible with the system. I just said, Daryl, why aren't you getting your message out to more people? And he said, I'm trying all of these things, and not all, many of them aren't working. I'm like, why aren't you on a stage with your ideal clients sitting in the audience, sharing what you shared with me, and watching what it will do? And we helped him, and now have been able to help thousands of other people and we've been responsible for booking 25,000 stages. So it all started with bringing speakers into my youth group. Got it. Okay, great. That's awesome. So um, part of the process, though, people listening in entrepreneurship is understanding that uh, the speaking business has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and there's different types of stages of that. So a couple things. There's you know, a pay-to-play model where you're getting paid to be there, which is the ideal dream of everybody, of course. There's also the, what I call you show up, you don't get paid and you sell something, so to speak. There's also sponsorships of that where you sponsor something and then you get to speak. Uh, there's different ways to do that as well as you create your own stage, right? So that's another level of that. Um, the business has changed a lot uh, since I started in 2001. And, uh, but you know, you're adamant, you're saying, Hey, it's still working and it's still getting, it's, it's still getting the kinds of customers that your clients want. So let's start at the beginning. Um, where do you find stages today? Where do you find them? You find them um, 
you know, there's, there's on, online, you, you, well, the first thing is you got to reverse engineer the whole thing. You have to determine who your ideal client is. Is it a, for Daryl, it was an educator, like a superintendent and principal. People get too generic. Like, I just want to be in front of entrepreneurs. Well, that's not specific enough. Like, you got to get specific. Who are the top 10, five or 10 people that buy your products and services? And so for Rachel's challenge, uh, it was superintendents and building principals. For us, it's health and wellness coaches. It's financial advisors, it's speakers, authors, coaches, consultants. Like you got to get specific on who your ideal audience is. And once you know that, Mm -hmm. um, there are millions of stages that exist. So we use Google all the time. So there's this whole idea of the public seminar space, Heather, that everybody talks about. And that's the, in our interview, that's what you were, uh, got into in 2001. The public seminar space is anybody who hosts their own events. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you, me, it's Brendan Bouchard's, it's, you know, JJ Virgins, it's Tony Robbins. That's the public seminar space. And the problem right. is a lot of people think that's the big ocean. And that's not really the big ocean. It's big. It's really, really big. But mm-hmm. let's go over here on this side. This is the space. It's funny because our stories are, you're in 01, I'm in 03. That's when I got started. But I got started on the association side. So the the association side, there's 23 in America. There's 23,000 national associations. There's hundreds of thousands of state associations that uh, uh, report to that national. And then there's millions of local that report to the state. And so the, the playing field over there is humongous. And a lot of people think the only playing field is the public seminar space. I say it's not either or, it's both. So people who are only living over here, it's start getting over here. And people who are only over here, start getting over here. And the best way I can illustrate that for you is when we were doing the marketing for Rachel's Challenge, I believe you're one association away. So the National Association, and people can look this up so they can see how easy this is to find stages, AASA.org is the National Superintendents Association. They have an event one to two times a year. So everybody's going after that. Then you have the 50 state associations. Just This is just one of the 23,000 that I told you. Mm-hmm. Then you have the 50 state associations that report to the national, and they have events one to two times a year. And I'm not even talking about their online stages that they have every month. I'm talking about their offline stages. But then here's the crazy thing. The local chapters of the uh, association I'm going to ask you, how many local chapters do you think there are in that one association? Just going to see if you might take a guess. I have no idea. Go ahead and tell us. 13,000, meaning 13,000 local chapters that that are meeting, superintendents that are meeting with their building principals, not once or twice a year, every single month. And so what I would encourage people to do is there's this public seminar world, but there's also this association world. And when you begin to tap into both worlds, it's pretty powerful what can happen and how easy it is to find stages. Awesome. All right, great. So as far as the we talked about the different types of stages and where to find stages, associations are a big one, but people might be asking, well, do I get paid? Because a lot of associations don't pay. So then how do people get actually paid to be on stages? I mean, cause that's a big thing, right? Cause I mean, I have speakers, authors and coaches that come to me and I can tell them go to associations all day and get all their stuff in a car and drive to the local association, in their state. But I'm like, is that really going to be bringing the buyers? You know, is really, is it really going to bring the buyers or is it something that they get paid and then how much do they get paid? So if a local association of a superintendent, as you're talking about our education, um, then, you know, what's, what's the average fee nowadays? $2,000. 
Yeah, no. Well, so what I tell you is you hit on something that's important. You hit on the five types of the business model speaking involves five types of stages, but the underlying theme of any of those five is people actually going deeper in your products and services. So when you have a product suite where people can go deeper, it's not about the stage. It's about what comes after the stage and them going deeper with you. It's a really, really important piece. So you talked about the five, there's the paid keynote, Mm -hmm. there's the speak to sell, there's the sponsored stage. There's the free stage, which I love free stages and a lot of people should start. That's where you can't make any type of offer. And then there's your own stage. That's the business model of speaking. Regardless of which one we have our speakers or our students on, we want the audience to go deeper with them. So the average fee depends on the market you're in. If you're in the youth and faith-based market, it's 1000 to $5,000. If you're in the educational market, it's five dollars to $10,000. If you're in the corporate market, you know, um, it's $7,500 to $15,000. If you are a great speaker, like uh, have a good book or have a good following or good positioning, you're going to be getting paid $15,000 plus. But that's only in one of those five. That's the paid keynote. The Mm -hmm. thing that I want your community to know is no matter which of those stages they're on, the key is to capture the audience's information and then in the 10 days following, make sure that you're nurturing them to have them go deeper and deeper. Well, I mean, I've been in this business for a long time, right? And so lots of times, depending on the promoter, especially associations, they're extremely protective of their people. And so if I said, hey, can I have a list of everybody who's here? I doubt they're going to be able to do that. Uh, there potentially you could say here, go to our, my website and fill out a form, but what are you teaching your clients on how to do that? Yeah. So I, I have the exact opposite because I've been in the association. I find the public seminars are more protective of their people. We, for 13 years, we would always give away a free gift at every event. And I'm telling you 99% of the time, 95, 95 to be conservative percent of the time, there was no issues because the associations, everybody else is going in there saying, Hey, let me sell my book. Let me do this. And we're saying, let us give your audience a free gift. We have that conversation before we ever show up on site. And then they're like, yeah, I would love for you to give them a gift. And then you ask this question and I can show you list after list after list on my computer. So I would, I would kind of differ on that. They, sometimes they're so lazy that they don't even want to give the gift out themselves that they'll give you a list of every attendee. I have plenty of them on my computer, but if they say no to that, like, no, we don't want you sending it. We don't give our people's information out on location. We would give that gift out on location every single time. And what would happen is um, we would capture 70 to 80% of the room's information by giving that gift out consistently. And then in the weeks following, we would nurture them and we'd see on the low end 5% on the high end, 20% an average of close to 10% of them go deeper in a five or $10,000 school program. Okay. So let's couple things that's real hot right now is Ted talk. Uh, Now Ted talk is becoming localized. You have, Chicago and Houston and Austin and Dallas and their particular model right now is they're having people who are the the main people in those cities who say, yes, I want to become a Ted talk. I think it's a kind of a promoter. They're allowed to use the name. They're allowed to ask, you know, people, Hey, come in and apply here. And then everyone does it for free. It's only 10 minutes. I'm not sure how they're making the money because um, they always have a venue. The venue is always really nice. I'm not sure if that's going to come for the corporate or not. But that's the big thing, and it's kind of this this underlying, if you're on TED Talk, you've made it. What's your, what's your take on that? 
No, I, I, I don't, I mean, we have a, we have a, I'm going to be, there's a, so there's two things out there. There's the, there's the Ted talk, which is very difficult to get by the way. And they're like 19 minute talks. That's very difficult to get. And yeah. then there's the Ted X and Ted, Ted gets all like antsy if you Ted don't X. different. Yeah. If you don't differentiate the two, I think a Ted X talk is a powerful way for positioning and, and branding and that type of thing. Um, but it's not necessarily, some people do monetize it, but it's not like a monetization strategy or a customer acquisition strategy. It's more of a, I think a positioning, branding, getting your message out there. With that said, we've never done one. We're doing one this fall at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, but that's not the type of stages. It is hot. And I think it is hot. it's a, it's a hot thing. And I think people should go pursue one because there's, I've got the list of every TEDx talk that exists. There's, I don't know if there's hundreds or thousands. There's a lot. I mean, the TEDx, the thing is, is that I've had, I just helped a client last week go through the application process. Um, And then I had another friend of mine. She just went and I went to hers and she got on. And then um, I have another client. She's going through the process. One's in LA, one's in Chicago, you know? So, and I get it. And I tell them, I go, look, this is a branding conversation. This is, this is a 100% branding you know, uh, credibility type of thing. It's like being on TV. I've been on NBC. I've been on Fox. I've been on the radio, whatever. It's kind of like one of those. You get to add the emblem to your one sheet and you get to add it to your um, pages, right? That's how I see it. I think what happens is happening today is people look at it as like a way, all of a sudden they're getting elevated. You know, they're going to elevate to this whole nother level. And then now they can actually charge more for their services. And I disagree with that. I think that, that the speaking business specifically, um, I guess I've been a long time and maybe I have a pessimistic view is that people don't understand the industry and how you actually make money. And they, they just see it's exciting and like, I want to be on stage, you know? And so there's this feeling of euphoria and I have a client right now that I'm constantly saying to her, she's like, I just want to be on stage. I just want to be on stage. I want to be on stage. I'm like, okay, then go be on stage but your structure and your back end isn't ready. And if your structure and your back end isn't ready, it's not going to work. So I love the fact that you're helping people, but at the same time, it's like, I would never put someone on stage if they have a message, but they have no back end and they don't have it structured properly. So there's a lot of things I think people need to be doing. Step one, step two, step three, step four, before they even ever get on stage. Oh, I, I, and we haven't even tackled that. There's a system to stages and it breaks down everything that you can think about from stages to work well in your business breaks down to three things. Number one, you have to be great on stage. We call it your signature talk. Number two, you have to be able to scale past the stage, meaning you don't just have a product suite. You have a follow-up system or campaign, whether that's automation or people doing follow-up. Because every time Daryl got done speaking in front of a 1,000 building principals and we had 800 leads, we had a system to follow up with those 800 leads and we had a product to put into their schools. So the second part is you have to be able to scale a stage and and the third part, then and only then are you ready to get on stages. So we're talking about the third piece in the puzzle where the first piece is be great, have scale. Scale is not just product suite, but it's also follow up. And then it makes sense for you to get on stages. So I couldn't agree with you more, but we just tackled the third piece in the puzzle. But I completely am in, in agreement with you on that. Yeah, it's, it's a different element. Um, I think that everyone needs to understand that people get you, especially entrepreneurs who like to speak, like they're really good at it. And they get that high off of it. Like one of my clients, she reached out to me and, uh, recently, what two clients. And I said to her, she doesn't need to speak. I mean, I know that I'm her marketing consultant. I'm like, do not speak. You're not ready. I mean, you can go speak and throw your wheels around, 
and feel cool and feel awesome and go, yeah, everyone thinks you're amazing. But if you don't look at it like a business and it's a front end piece, you're going yeah. to basically waste your time and waste I, I, your money. You're preaching so to the choir, the sister. Thing, the reason why I'm in podcasting is because I remember the first time I was on someone else's show, I'm sitting here. I didn't have to have my makeup on. I didn't have to, to get in the car. I didn't have to go to TSA. I didn't have to slump my freaking bag in the top of the, you know, part of the airplane. I didn't do that, any of that stuff. And I got a $5,000 coaching client. So it doesn't matter what the front end, if it's podcasting, which I'm way more now. I tell people, if you have a podcast first before you ever speak, I'm just telling you up front. Because if you don't, if you don't know how to promote yourself on your own show, first or how to be a great guest first, you shouldn't be speaking. Yeah. So I think that speaking nowadays has really altered. Now I come from the stage before Facebook. I was doing this before Twitter, you know, all that stuff. So I think that speaking still has a place, but if you don't have it, if you have an entire back end ready to go, it's not going to work. I mean, I was even invited to a massive, massive math speaking event where I'm talking like 15,000 people, they invited me to be one of the, the breakouts. And I went first to another, another show to check it out. And I, what I realized is my back end wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. If I had showed up, I would have bombed so hard that it would have ruined my career. But I, I mean, my friend came to me, he's like, you're not back ends not ready for this. You've got to have your back end so well oiled to be at a place of 15,000 potential 5,000 people in your room. You've got to have it so down pat that if you don't, you're going to just, you're just crush it. I mean, you're not going to do well, not crush it like a good thing, like crush a bad thing. Yeah. You're going to just die and you're not going to have a reputation. So I think one of the challenges I say to you is anyone listening is like, I do believe in speaking and it is powerful and it is um, important. At the same time, you've got to make sure that your back end is completely dialed in. Right. Yeah. Before we go, I wanted to make sure that we touch on and cause I brought up in the green room and that your bio doesn't have any women in it, <laughs> which I was a little annoyed by, as you know. Um, and I know that it's not personal. I know you're not trying to like exclude women at all, but you did say you had some data about women and why they're not putting themselves out there. So I wanted to kind of give you the floor so you could tell us why that is or what you're seeing. Yeah. So if you speak to any, anybody that we get to serve, we could serve some very powerful female females. I mean, Angelique Ruers, JJ Virgin, I'm with Shanda Sumner in a couple of weeks. Like we get to serve some very powerful females. One of my pushes over the last two years is to get more females on stages. Like it's, it's a, it's a conscious push, like 80%, well, maybe not 80, but at one time it was like 70, 80% of who we serve are females. And so I think of an Amy Yamada who wasn't on stages, who's now on stages and so the best illustration that I can give you, and I think you will track with this, is I was at Social Media Marketing World speaking last year. And they had me speak, big conference, 5,000 people. And I had a breakout. And there were a few hundred people in the room. And my last image is a picture of our elite group. We have like a, a, a you asked me, do we put people on stages? Yeah, they have to have this whole system built or else we won't put them. They have to be great on stage. They have to have their back end dialed in before we'll ever put them on stage. So right. because my credibility is on the line with them. So they have to build all of that stuff out. And that's what our process helps, helps them do. And so the, this group is comprised of 13 people. I showed the picture. And a lot of them are internet marketers. You would know some of them. A few of them are internet marketers. But here's what the picture illustrated. 12 men and one woman. And I said, these are people who've relied on online. A lot of them have relied on online. And they're realizing the power of offline combined with online stages. Because I believe in online stages like this and offline. And I said, if they're 
making that transition, I think that you need to be thinking about both of these stages. So I go out in the back of the room. I might've been you, I don't know. And somebody, I'm teasing, but somebody comes up to me, a woman comes up to me right here. And she says, Pete, I noticed the picture that you put up at the end. And there were 12 men and one woman. What, why is that? Like, I want to be on more stages and I think women need to be on more stages. And then this woman over here, I can't remember their name. She's like, yes, I believe that. And they were speaking from a place of passion. Like they weren't like trying to throw me under the bus. She was like, yes, I believe that. And she's about to tell me a story. But before she tells me a story, I tell this lady over here, I said, it's interesting because our elite program last year was by invite only. It was by invite only. I had the piece of white paper behind me and I jotted about 30 names down. 20 of them were men, 10 of them were women. I invited all 30 of them to be a part of our inaugural elite program. 12 out of the 20 men took me up on it. Nothing was different. Price was the same for everybody. Deliverables were the same. 12 out of the 20 men took me up on it. One out of the 10 women took me up on it. Now, granted, the numbers weren't equal, 20 and 20, but that's 60% versus 10% that took me up. Same process, same phone calls, same emails, that happened. So you come over here back to this lady. She was, she's like, wow, why is that? Well, I'm about to illustrate why it was. This lady comes over and is like, yes, women need to be on stages. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yeah. And, and, and she goes, my boss is hosting a big event. And my boss is... She, he wants to bring in this keynote. So she's like, he wants to bring in this expensive $10,000. I don't know if it was a man or woman. She didn't say that keynote. And I'm like, I can keynote like what he wants on the stage. I want to be the one to bring to the stage. And I'm saying to him like, I need to be the one on the stage, not this person. Like, why are you bringing this person in when you have me in your disposal to go put up on that stage and crush it? And she's like convincing us all. And I asked the question. Have you told your boss that? And the response was no. And as I've gotten in small, intimate groups, I'm not saying all women, but as I've gotten in small, intimate groups with clients of mine, people who I love and adore, mm-hmm. there is some reason why women aren't putting themselves out there. What do you mean I- there's some reason? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. What do you mean there's no, some reason? It's because they're not invited and they're not asked because it's automatic. That's that not true. I um, know. I know. No, no, no. This. First of all, you did 20 to 10. So that right there, I'm not going to go there. 10% to 60%. Like that's it's the same 20 thing. invites versus 10 invites. Why not 2020? And then see what happens in the numbers. Because I, mean, I did because I didn't have the relationships with 20 people who were using speaking in their business, but you're ignoring the 10 to 60%. That's a massive difference. Heather. It's also a conversa- Hold on a second. So it's also a mindset because women aren't told women, women are told at a very young age not to promote themselves. And we're also told in men's groups, by the way, that sh- you need to be quiet. The men are talking. I have been in this industry for a long time and I've been in masterminds with I'm in all men. I'm the only woman in the room and I've been told to get coffee. I've been told I need to go get coffee because I'm a woman. Like, so, but, and I'm never invited. I'm rarely invited to masterminds. I had to go ask and go, Hey, I want to be part of your mastermind. Yeah. Men don't think of women in that space. They just think, they just see what's loudest and go, Oh, you're loud. And so we're going to, we're going to invite you. Versus they don't go seek out women and pull them up. And I understand that. Like, look, I get it. Women, we're taught not to ask. We're not taught to say, well, we're taught to wait for permission. So I fully understand where you're coming from. At the same time, invite 20 men and invite to 10 women. 
why not 2020? I don't know what those numbers would be. Who knows? But there's definitely too many women out there. So I, I'm not blaming you, but I am blaming the understanding that at a very, very core level, women are not taught, hey, can I be on your stage? Hey, can I be invited to your mastermind? They really are. They come from a different place. We buy differently. We think differently. And just because we buy and think differently doesn't mean that we're not powerful. And so my invitation to you as a leader and leading that is to actually potentially go seek out women that are saying, hey, I am interested. I am doing things. And I don't know how to ask. I don't know how to ask to say, can I be invited to the freaking party? Now, I'm and, very and- blunt and I can do that. I know how to and ask yeah. to be invited to the party. I'm okay with the rejection. Most women are not. They just want to get their message out. They're just really passionate about who they are I and agree. what their message is. And so I invite you to maybe help women to pull them up to be able to be in the spotlight because it really is something that's really important. I think. Well, and, and I appreciate that. You don't have to invite me. That's what I've been doing. And, and when they come into our ecosystem, I well, I, we're just meeting today, but we're friends on Facebook, so we should have known that. I know. Known that. I'm but giving the, you a little bit of a hard time. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. This is an interview. No, right? and I love it. Now, now, now I love and I hear what you say. And what I would tell you is our system does exactly that. It shows them how to promote themselves and still feel confident without being rejected. Like the campaign we built, we had to figure out how to promote people who, A, we're not everyday named celebrities, men or women. Like the thing that we've done for 15 years is I'm not attracting all of these New York Times bestselling authors. I'm attracting everyday business people that want to get their message out to the world. So we've created a campaign that allows them to promote themselves. Okay, okay, okay. I got and, it. We're going to promote your stuff. So. No, no, and be comfortable in that. But you keep, you're going to the, you're going to the 1020 and you're not paying attention to the, you're not paying attention to the theme behind that story is like, Put yourselves out there. Meeting planners want powerful women on their stages. I speak to more meeting planners than anybody else maybe in this planet uh, and have over 10 years, and they want you on their stages. So it's not about promoting. I'm, I'm telling you, yes, you have to promote yourself. You have to put yourself out there. Absolutely. So, okay, so uh, I want to tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. <laughs> which is advanceyourreach.com. That's advanceyourreach.com forward slash like a boss. Yep, like uh, a for boss. this show, but also you can just go find you directly at advanceyourreach.com. This is Pete Vargas. So you know, thank you for the debate. Thank you for understanding that what I heard with that, and I understand it's not what you're trying to say, but there was a little bit of like it's women's fault that they're not. not they're not. You're putting things in not, my there's, mouth. There's, you're not, I understand you're not. Yeah. Let me finish. Like, let me complete the sentence. That women are not taught at a core young age to promote themselves. We are taught to be sweet and nice and loving and never, never, never step on someone's toes. So I'm an assertive person. I'm an aggressive person. So I, I've gotten, had to get over that in my life, right? Because I've been thrown into the wolves, wolves den. Most of them are not. So what I want to encourage you, because you have this a beautiful opportunity to highlight women more than anyone else I know. You have this grand opportunity to actually be more conscious of it, way more conscious of it, right, than, than most people. And so that's what I encourage you to do if you can. Great. But I encourage people who are listening, men and women, whoever they are, is that you've got to learn self-promotion. The number one key for business and life is learning self-promotion. So and, and you don't have to, and here's what I want you to know. You don't have to be aggressive to be self-promoting. Like you don't have to be aggressive. You just have to be strategic, like be strategic with how you promote. And I appreciate the encouragement. And what I would tell you is 
that that is exactly what we're doing. Like, and it's not about men or women. It's about both. Like I serve both, but the majority of people that we're, we have a higher lean towards female entrepreneurs and we're putting them on stages. So the, my encouragement back to you is that's happening already. It's happening. Great. I look forward to my invite. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> well, there we go. All right. All right, Brent. This is Heather Havenwood. I know you have to run too. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pete, appreciate your time. Everyone yeah. go find Pete Vargas directly on LinkedIn or advanceyourreach.com. Anything else you want to say? No, advanceyourreach.com forward slash. What did you say? Like, like a boss. And, and the thing that we did for y'all's crew is the whole system that we talked about. We have some free training there for them on the whole system, not just the stages, but the speaking and the back end as well. So. God, I'm sorry. That will be in the show notes on, on all the different places, by the way. So that please go there and banterreach.com forward slash like a boss. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pete, for your time. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. It's fun to do this. It's fun to have some conversations about this and yeah, at self-promotion. I can't, that's one thing we can promote. We can both like fully agree on like, that's something that's really important. So I appreciate you having me today. You're welcome. All right, everyone, this is Heather Haven. Want to go check them out at advanceyourreach.com forward slash like a boss. Bye. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.